Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by our good, beautiful friends at MGI Golf. With over 30 years of Australian-owned and operated golf innovation, MGI Golf are the world leaders in motorised golf buggy technology. Give yourself the gift of playing more golf with MGI Motorised Buggy by visiting mgigolf.com or your local golf retailer. Harley's right, Jack McLeod. What's happening, boys? Thanks for having me. Hey, mate. <laughs> How are we? Um, hey, boys. So to set the scene here, we are sitting in a... We're in Dundee at the moment um, in Scotland at the 150th Open, St. Andrews. We've been pinching ourselves all week. So much to get through today. It's, we're, we're just about to actually head to day four, Sunday. Um, so much going on, so much happening. But first, let's set the scene. Let's talk about what we've been doing, how we got here, who we are, and what's happening. So for those of you, like everyone knows who you guys are, obviously, already. But for those of you who maybe have been living under a rock for the first, you know, 20 years of their life, Ali, you go first. <laughs> Tell us who you are and, um, and what sure you do. I'm outside of our parents and a few close friends. <laughs> no one really knows us, for starters. So, well, I'm Ali Tri. I'm the founder and CEO of Future Golf. And I'm Jack McLeod, PGA professional and mainly a golf coach at X-Golf Mentone. Love it. Fantastic, boys. Um, how exciting has this been? It's been such a couple of good weeks. But look, quickly, let's just talk about this where we are at the moment. Now, Ali, we, we linked up maybe, I'm going to say like three, four months ago. Yeah. Three, four <laughs> months that. ago. It feels that. like about a week ago. It feels like about a week yeah. ago. Yeah. Literally just linked up via email. Mutual friend of ours, Mick Jamison, put us together. We caught up for a coffee. And maybe I wouldn't mind actually hearing your side of the story of how you think we actually got here and what, if you even thought it would happen. Well, just a really interesting coffee meeting. Like, it just... <laughs> elevated very rapidly and like things escalated like i think we spoke about crypto like it started off speaking about cryptocurrency like i don't even know what, what why we were there and you're i didn't like, don't even have any yeah, at that you're stage like, well, just go grab a quick coffee and i'm like okay let's go grab a coffee and then i think about 15 minutes in i'm like hey mate me and this bloke jack we're going to the open in st andrews it's 150th open and i think that day it got announced that tiger woods was probably going to be playing even though he's on one leg and pretty cooked at the moment and then you're like yeah, I'm, I think I'm in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, oh, I'm not really sure that that was like, like an offer or an invite. He's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I think I could figure out like how to make, just leave it with me. <laughs> I'll be on board. And I just thought it was just one of those throwaway lines. Like there's no chance like after a 10 minute meeting, this bloke's going to come all the way to Europe with us and head into the open. But yeah, if, lo and behold, mate, credit. No, no, credit to you. Credit for you to, for making it happen. We've been... I don't know if when you're away, but like us three at the moment, us four, sorry, Sam's here as well. We've just been on this like whirlwind of just like, what the fuck are we actually doing right now? Like we're in Scotland, we played at King's Barnes yesterday. You know, we've been meters away from like Tiger Woods, you know, Rory McIlroy, Cam Smith. And it's just like pinching yourself of, of like what we're, what we're actually doing. One thing I do want to talk about though is um, you said you like in that meeting, and Jack, I don't know if you if you know, maybe you got sold the same thing. Ali uh, said to me, he goes, mate, if you get over here, I'll sort the accommodation. And I was like, oh my God, how good is this? This is fantastic. Okay, all I've got to do is get over there and we work it out, got some spare rooms. Yeah. Um, if I had known where we would have been staying, <laughs> I probably would have sourced my own accommodation because at the moment... I don't actually know if this place is like healthily yeah. livable or habitable. Yeah. Um, 
Do you want to explain where we are? Maybe Jack to give his point of view of where we're actually staying at the moment. When we saw Jack, Jack's like, you've done well with this place. <laughs> like, this, this is me. <laughs> so There's different expectations okay. going on here. Well, for someone that did a lot of the groundwork of trying to find the accommodation, it was bloody impossible. Yeah. Like um, Lucas Herbert staying at a student accommodation. Yeah. Like, such, a small, <laughs> such a small town that like, um, it's just hard to find accommodation. So yeah. it's sort of the who's who in the normal places and all the other out-of-towners and random dudes in like weird accommodation like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually making the trip though. Like it, it's been fantastic. Sam, um, on the first night we came home, got uh, like we're in studio accommodation. So there's like seven doors to get to your own like door. The rooms have an interesting sort of like sense of smell. I'm going to put it that way. Um, well, the, I've got feet. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, like the showers, I don't think, like I actually feel dirtier after I've got out of the shower than when I've been in. And um, the one thing, like the days have been so long, right? Like we're doing 30K days a day, like like just walking around. I'm in bed the other night, absolutely, like just about to go to sleep. And Sam messages me saying, hey man, left my key at the open. So he had to come back into my room, had to go get him and slept on the fucking floor in my room, which I think he might have like hepatitis or something from. But anyway, we'll move he on. Hasn't he, he hasn't been the same since. He hasn't been the same since. Hey, um, Ali, before we get into it as well, the way we met, besides the fact while we're getting the coffee is, do you have an incredible um, business, which I, which I love? And, you know, we linked up playing golf. That's how we met, golf friends. Talk us a little bit about... Um, about Future Golf. I want to get you on the podcast one day to tell the full story, but yep. give us a bit of a rundown what like Future Golf is and how it works. Yeah, awesome. Um, pretty much Future Golf is like a flexible way to get into golf. Like, for me personally, when I was getting into the game, it was pretty hard to get into the sport. It was hard to navigate like, okay, where do I get golf clubs? How do I learn the game? Do I play it like a driving range? Do I go to a public course? Do I go to a private course? And I kind of navigated it not really knowing many people in the sport. And then I'm like, figured it out after about a year of trial and error. And then I'm like, I love this game and I want to get some of my friends into it as well. What does that then look like? And then got sort of six to eight of my friends addicted to golf. And I'm like, well, if we're now all here, surely there's other people that also want to get into the sport, but just don't really know how. So the whole idea was to just, yeah, create something that made the sport more accessible, a little bit more of a, I guess, entry level value proposition as well to make it a bit more of a no-brainer rather than having to spend two three thousand dollars on a golf membership and yeah at the end of the day what we pretty much do is we partner up with all different golf courses facilities professionals um, retailers and we plug all that into our platform and package that up as a membership so yeah golfers can get into the game no matter where they are in their journey yeah and you can basically like i'm a, I'm a future golf member as well that's actually how we, yeah. we first met when when i reached out to you because i wanted to meet you about it was you sign up and you can actually like go to like 10 to 20 yep. like how many courses have you got now like uh, uh, we've got over 100 over 100 courses yeah. and you can get yeah. on like on certain days over mm-hmm. there so like it doesn't restrict you to yeah. playing one which was which is um it's super cool man and it's such a good way to get into it it's, it's yeah. actually how how i got into it um awesome. as well so i really yeah. really love and respect well, your business tell us a little bit about your golf journey like what made you want to get into golf literally that like i was um the first thing i did was i was playing with mates mm. and i think you know i, I might have spoken about this a little bit but i couldn't oh, i never really grew up playing golf like accessibly for me like my family wasn't into golf it was one of those barriers that like you know there's a few barriers around it because it is a very expensive sport to get into um and it does take like an investment to get into but now it is so accessible, and especially with things like Fuji Golf and, and your business, exactly what you've done. You can go and just like play at all these courses with cheaper memberships and, and everything like that. So that's how my love for it came. But to be honest, for me, it's like, 
it's such a mental thing for me. It's such an escape. It's such a getting out into nature. I think I was telling you boys yesterday, like my goal for 2023, <laughs> and you laugh now, but I really want to do this, is I want to start learning. I don't even, I kind of want to admit this on the podcast, but I want to start learning about trees. <laughs> yes. And like when I'm on a golf course, I want to be like, that's a pine tree. That's an English oak. That's a weeping, you know, just like, so I can just like, just talk about trees. We are looking for a tree specialist Good, just to like help other golfers have the, the same interest. Well, the one part about that is I'm, I spend so much fucking time in the trees trying to find my ball. <laughs> so I want to know about what I'm sort of doing. But the other yeah. part is just like being in nature and as, as stupid as it sounds, like being to like the closest form of where we get oxygen from. Yeah. In my mind, I just get something from it that like is just, is crazy. Um, Jackie boy, tell us about your journey, mate, because we played at King's Barnes yesterday, yep. which is... Yeah, we had a great day. Which is a great day. Yep. And I'm sitting here with the biggest imposter syndrome right now. I'm sitting with the CEO of Future Golf. I'm sitting with Jack McLeod, PGA Pro. We're playing in Scotland on one of the best courses in the world. I play off 22 handicap and have been <laughs> playing for about a year. Um, Sam plays off 25. Yeah. And... I'm better than him. And, um, we won, by the way, but go on. <laughs> and, 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 we're, and we're literally just sitting there, like, playing golf. But your, your journey is incredible as well. Like, what's, what's your sort of journey into golf? How did you get started and how did you get to where you are now? Yeah, for sure. I always played all the sports and um, loved playing golf because my brother was two years older than me. He was way better than me at golf. So you just have that personal challenge to beat him. So I just practiced a bit harder. And then when I was 15, 16, it was sort of the crossroads of cricket and footy and golf and chose golf because there's a bit more career opportunity and just loved it like I was all in from such a young age and practicing hard didn't feel like practice and this and that so started playing um some some events and then did the PGA traineeship where you get to play tournament play and learn about coaching and stuff and that sort of just molded me more towards coaching like I would really rather prefer to see someone improve than um have a good score myself it was just in my nature to to be more geared towards helping people with their game than worry about it myself so it was even there was times I was coaching a couple of good players and I was playing an event myself in the same event I was more worried about what they were doing rather than myself so it just sort of started to form its way towards coaching and just absolutely love it and then um, linking in with future golf pretty early on when they started up with they were just running out of a garage and just a home phone number pretty much um link link linked in with them and just wanted to help out any way i could because i just loved the the concept and what it was going to do at the time i was probably 25 something like that uh not a lot of people not none of my mates played and it was almost like you'd play a dodgy public course or you would giant join a, a really big super duper course so to to be able to link in with future golf was really cool and now it's uh it's a big part of my business coaching all the future golf members and being really exposed to the younger generation of golfers which i love 100 and and the amount of i don't know what we've done more this weekend ali whether that's watching golf or business um chats about like just creating some of the weirdest most outrageous fucking collaboration ideas with more greens golf and future but the shit that we've got planned which we don't we we could have like a seven part series on it but like you know we we do one or two of these yeah we do one or two of them one of them is one of them to just show the extremities was creating a future coin that's a cryptocurrency where we own everything in in the golf landscape in the world which (laughs) that's sort of the the, the end that's the end goal but the other one that we want to do and i've spoken about this a lot like more greens golf mm-hmm. days with future golf getting people because i think where we really align all, all four of us really align is like just getting people into golf that yeah. never thought about it and like i never thought mm-hmm. about it we all probably never thought about it growing up but like it's just the fucking coolest thing yeah. ever to get into and how much we've enjoyed it and i know a lot of people listening today like a lot of the people 
that listen don't play golf here but um the message to me isn't even about golf it's doing something that you never thought you would do um and for me that's that's what we're doing here right now for sure and i think one of the coolest things and is what i found is say after uni and after school when you start heading into your late 20s or even early 30s or 40s whatever it is it's pretty hard to build really cool relationships and friendships whereas golf can just become this glue for that right like you think about where we started right from coffee meeting to playing a round of golf to now spending a week in scotland and going to the best event like you can just escalate a relationship so quickly where you can't do that in many other ways in life like i'm not really sure how it's the best way for men young men in general just because of like mental health and everything and women but just in terms of mental health i'm talking to have conversations with each other for sure um men and women equally like everyone loves golf but i've found for guys that really struggle to talk about things when you're going and you play 18 rounds you're with each other for five hours and it's very hard to have a um, surface level conversation for that long and you end up just getting into the weirdest and best conversations learning new things about trees about trees about trees hey jack i I skipped on something before but i want to ask you as well about um you're a mad saints fan and you're training um a few of the big dogs at at the saints who who are you training at the moment it's funny i i give a few of the boys lessons and we don't talk about footy at all. Yeah. There's not one conversation about footy. All they want to talk about is golf. They want to know who's going to win the next event and what the new driver's like and have you hit this and done that. So it's all just golf nerd chat, which is really cool. But big Rowan Marshall's my, my main man. He's swinging it pretty good at the moment. Oh, so wow. What's he playing off? I think he's getting close to single figures. Wow. And I think Steely's around the same mark. Um, Dean Kent's a very good player for the Saints. There's a few little little hot shots but a lot of them took it up in in the in the lockdown period when they were in the hub in um queensland yeah and there was a couple of times i was as a a full-blown saints nuffy um sending a set of golf clubs to callum wilkie up in queensland and (laughs) throwing in a few extra balls and tees and trying to give him a bit of love a bit of good karma for the footy field but yeah i I love helping out the the boys just because they love golf so much and at the end of the day that's what i'm so passionate about people that are just taking it up younger guys or girls taking it yep. up and just getting right into it and, and falling in love with the game and yeah. the fact that i can sort of help them get better and enjoy it more just that's what sort of gets me gets me up out of bed in the morning to help golfers and i just love it are you accessible to anyone like i know you're a pga pro but can, can anyone come to you for a lesson yeah absolutely and even in the environment i coach in uh in the x golf center it's it's an indoor center there's a yep. bar there there's music playing sometimes yeah. i'm in a hoodie yeah. so it's just a really relaxed environment yeah, nice. i'm already booking myself in for a lesson there yeah. you go we've there's, we've there's got a bit of a collaboration yeah. plan for that one so yeah. yeah it's it's just such a great sport to be involved in to to be able to meet um you know sports stars and and whatnot and you sort of go all around the globe and see how many avid sports people love golf yeah there's heaps of that and like meeting niall horan the other day and um, a few other celebs in the crowd, Ash Barty earlier in the week. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's definitely cool to be here. But just the sport in general, um, just the, my ability to help people get better at golf um, is really good. And sometimes I get a kick out of someone breaking 100 for the first time yeah. rather than breaking par. Yeah. There's more satisfaction in I'd someone like cracking that, cracking that yeah. 100. <laughs> It might happen one day, so you just <laughs> yeah. got to stick at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My biggest thing now is breaking. Not I've hit ninety before. Yeah. So I want to break. Now, anyway, yep. not not about me. 
Quick break today's podcast to talk to you about our good, good friends at MGI Golf, the ones that are making this all happen. They have over 30 years of Australian-owned and operated golf innovation. MGI are the world leaders in motorised golf buggy technology. You can play shots under less fatigue with the MGI Zip Navigator motorised buggy. I know that helps me. I get that tied out there. I need everything on my side to even hit one straight. Featuring MGI's renowned full directional remote control and their patent gyroscopic straight tracker technology that automatically keeps your buggy tracking straight across the terrain. You can even charge a smartphone GPS or any other USB compatible device using the inbuilt 5 watt USB port. With over 80 service centres and a 3 year warranty you can enjoy your investment and your golf for years to come. Give yourself the gift of playing more golf with an MGI motorised buggy by visiting mgigolf.com or visit your local retailer. The link will also be in the show notes. You, Boys, who's... Let's give um, everyone a bit of an example of like where we are at the moment why like why we're here like as in the 150th the open in in the relevance of sport and in golf in general like how big is this and why it's why is it so special yeah it's just huge the st andrews is the home of golf everyone around the world people say that the home of golf like was golf like actually invented like around here or is it like at the courses i should know this this is the scene of the first golf ever played so this is where it all started hence the name, the home of golf. The RNA, which is the governing body out of, out of all the golf that um, create all the rules and, and whatnot, they're based here. So there's a big uh, sort of just so much history at this venue from the 1700s. Like it's ridiculous how how old it is. And, and you look around that 18th hole and you see some of those old buildings and it's, it's pretty remarkable uh, the, the venue we're at. And then the fact that it's the 150th just makes it so special. They play the open on different courses in a rotation. And this is normally, I think it's every, every five or so years, but being the milestone number, this is the, this is the one. It was actually meant to be last year, but they canceled one of the open. So it sort of rolled over to this year. So yeah, it's, it's just huge. Just, I think even the general sports fan can really appreciate how special St. Andrews is. Even if they're a non-golfer, they might have a friend or family member that plays golf. And the word St. Andrews has come up in, mm. in a dinner table somewhere, some yeah. some way in, in a lot of people's life. So it's pretty special to be here. Oh, man, like we walk around and you get the vibe and, and even like the fact like my favourite part of the whole thing has been walking through the crowd, hearing all the different accents or hearing yeah. all the different people. And like you just sit back and like one thing I've been trying to get better at is like being present and I felt like I've never been as present as I've been on this trip because I'm just like so grateful for like the experience of like being here and I'm not even really a I love playing golf yeah. I love um, love playing footy but I was never one I was never really a spectator mm-hmm. but I've, it's, it's been like it's you can't really put into words like walking around watching like Jordan Spieth you know Roy McIlroy like Scheffler all like Tiger, I'm fucking standing next to Tiger Woods. Like I'm a grown man, sort of. I'm a grown boy, and I was getting like, sh- like shaky at like the knees, just like being around these sort of like people. It's been crazy. Amazing. What's been your highlight of the trip? I think the big one, and I was reflecting on this yesterday, was I came down here in 2015, sort of when we were one year into this journey, and I was able to play a little bit of golf around Scotland. So I actually got a three-day pass at St. Andrews and you can play unlimited golf, but you just can't play on the old course. So I was like sort of looking at it, that a tournament on that day. And I remember just sitting there and like, I was journaling back then and found like this old journal entry. It was just like, I wonder one day if like, what was Gen Y golf back then could become a legitimate thing where we actually impact golf. And like, just sort of picturing like, is this something that's possible where we can change the game, but also build something that we love and even come back 
to this place for something like the open so that was like a really big like surreal pinch me moment yesterday just sort of looking back on it like you you mentioned gratitude there just being grateful off from there to now where everything just seemed impossible and improbable and like never imagined being at something like the 150th open to actually then being here and we're hanging out with like the CEO of the PGA and you've got people within the industry that you know and creating content, like part of the media, like doing all these other little bits and pieces that just felt so ridiculous if you looked at them in 2015 to now be sitting there and being a part of this. Like, it's like, wow, like what a cool sort of evolution of that story and then just as jack said just how historic this tournament is and will be moving forward like say for example we're going in around four today if rory mcelroy wins this tournament or cam smith wins this tournament or whoever wins it like it's going to be sketched into history forever and we'll be like we were there we saw that unfold and like we were, we were mucking around like we we're saying that so in 50 years time at the 200 open if we make it, we'll be like, what, 80, somewhere between 80 and 85. And imagine like having this flag or whatever it is and be like, remember when we were there like 50 years ago and we saw Rory McIlroy like 38? Yeah. It's like, yeah. that'd be cool. It's, I know. It's, it's amazing. It's like, funny, like when, you know, what we were saying before as well about you walk around, you go like, how are we, how are we doing this? Like you, yeah. you have that little bit. And I mentioned this yeah. in a mini I did the other day just by myself. I was like reflecting on it. And I know that this this comment is just silly in a way, but something that was going through my head, I was going like, fuck, you know, like I don't deserve this. Like, this is ridiculous. Like I shouldn't be here, all these things. But then after getting you to know you this week, like you don't. Yeah, like, but it's, exactly. It's, it's, you're correct. Well, exactly. <laughs> the then, imposter syndrome is like so, it's, it's actually so just, legit. It's actually just like, facts. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get to that stage as well. And I'm not talking just about like golf. I'm talking about this like in life in yeah. general. When you go like, why the fuck not though? Yeah. Like why, why, yeah. If you if you yeah. want to do it, yeah. you, you you just got to try and do your best. We said and, and the get other day, like, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to be here. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone's got to be here. No. Yeah. So that's up today. Now talking into day four, just give us a couple of tips. Who do you think? Who do you think is going to win? We'll go to the expert here. Yeah. It's just yesterday when Rory McIlroy started to charge up the leaderboard. It was just electric. Talk like, through that on the tenth when he bunkered out. Like, yeah. The, it the was, noise. It was like, pretty unbelievable. So we were following Cam Smith down the ninth hole. And he was getting ready to putt for eagle. So we're up and about trying to get ready for an eagle putt, which would have put him into within two of the lead, which is just special to see an Aussie do so well. And then over on nine, which is probably 200 metres away, and the biggest grandstand of the whole tournament is set up for that hole because it's quite a good little area to see see two or three holes. And he hit his shot. You just heard this murmur start, and that was the ball in flight. And then it hit the green. And it was just tracking towards the hole and it was just the loudest roar you could imagine. Oh so, and that's almost the, if Rory McIlroy goes on to win, that is the moment um, etched in history for this tournament. Yeah. So uh, we what didn't sort of see it. Yeah, yeah, they were just going berserk. So it was so like someone scored a goal in a soccer world cup. Love like that. everyone just started roaring. So it was really cool. So Rory McIlroy, equal leader with Victor Hovland. It looks pretty good. But if Cam Smith can make a bit of an early charge, we, we could be on. That's it. And we're Good heading deal. in there soon to see it. Now, just a little yeah. quick little anecdote on that story about Rory McIlroy um, uh, getting it out of the bunker and hitting it in. Yeah. Um, we heard the rule. I heard yep. the rule. Unfortunately, it's in history. It'll be forever known that I was actually in the first aid tent at the time <laughs> getting getting treated to a blister the size of a fucking tennis ball on my foot. And I was like, oh, I was like, Sam, I can't walk. Because for those who don't know, like the holes here when you walk a golf course, they're all out in a row. Mm. So when you walk out, it's like nearly 10 Ks out of the way. Like I have yep. not been able to fucking walk. I've got the biggest blister and I was like, I'm going to find let's go to this first aid 10 quickly and piss off and I'll come back. <laughs> I've missed literally the best part of the whole, the whole like um, 
tour so far when I was in there getting my blister attended to in the first day tent. Like the place was shaking. It was yeah, unbelievable. For, for the golf fans, it's it's that comment of where were you when yeah. Rory McIlroy? I was I was in the first day tent getting my blister <laughs> attended to um, in there. Anyway, um, Ali, who do you think uh, takes it home? I love I love a good come from like the underdog story. So it'd be great to see somebody like I don't know Lucas Herbert just go out and shoot the lights out and like shoot a fifty nine and win it from nowhere. But I think as Jack said, like I think Rory win. Like say with Tiger out of the field, if Rory wins it, it's pretty special. Like he's he's probably going to go down as one of like the greats of this generation. Obviously already there to then win the hundred fiftieth Open. It's a pretty cool story. Like I think if you're writing the Open script. And like the crowds, just because Rory's obviously nearly becomes the hometown favourite, even though he's Irish in Scotland. Um, that will it'll be insane out there if Rory McIlroy wins this Open today. Like so, I don't. But good luck to all, and yeah, it'll be an epic final. Day. I don't know who's going to win, um, but I would obviously love to see Cam Smith get up. It'd be absolutely unbelievable for Australian sport. If not, though, one guy that I've just really taken a liking to and obviously like this guy's cool but just seeing him up close and in person and i just love like everything sort of about him is um is scheffler like just a cool dude he's he's absolutely massive he's like 190 big guy like just clean like just love the way um he walks around his presence he's so calm looks like he has a lot of fun out there just looks like an awesome guy so i really liked him too um but as i said it's gonna be awesome going into into the last day i just want to say one more thing about this golf because we've been very very lucky like as yesterday um, it was Adam Scott's birthday. Well, you boys already know the story, but to fill everyone else in, we got to go into the media centre um, when he was doing a, a comp, uh, like a um, press conference after the game and give him Tim Tams and Vegemite. And I'm not joking. Like, I don't really get nervous when doing media. But when you're in, like, Scotland and there's, like, probably 20 other, like, fucking people from all over the world asking questions and I'm sitting there with some Tim Tams and Vegemite trying to jump in <laughs> and just thinking like I kept going because <clears throat> I didn't want to get up and go hey man like you know like at the start because knowing that that would be in there forever and we might actually stitch it in yeah we'll stitch yeah. it in now so have a listen to it this is what it was you've just come from the first aid tent at this point too, so you're straight, feeling up and about straight from the first aid yeah. tent into this have a listen Scotty sorry mate last one just from Australia, not a question. Just want to say happy birthday. We love what you're doing. Super proud of you. We're all cheering for you. So we bought this from home. If you're happy to take yeah, it. We love you. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. So that was it. Um, absolutely nailed it. We went there. He was such a good dude. I had a photo with him after. It was so cool. After that, Sam, um, who, you know, credit to him, all the limelight, you know, he sets me up for it. He doesn't want these photos. He goes, that's Noel Horan. I was like, Sam, that's not fucking Noel Horan. I'm telling you now it's not. <laughs> And we're walking over. He goes, mate, it's him. Like, it, it is him. I'm like, I'm going to go for a photo. And I'm like, man, it's not him. But you know what? It'd be funnier, even if it's not him, to get the photo anyway. And then just be like, I thought this was Noel Horan. Um, it was. Got a photo with him as well. So, like, just, like, seeing, like, Noel Horan. And I fucking met Rick Shields as well, which, like, for me, as someone who doesn't break, like, 120, seeing him on YouTube has just been, like, awesome too. But... Yeah, it's been a good it's good cool. few days. It's been yeah. awesome. Um, I'll put you on the stop spot here, mm. but um, for anyone out there that does want to look to get into golf, yeah. future golf, um, can we do a Dylan Friends uh, little little gifty and of just course, see what's, what's going on? Can we Dylan put a code Friends out there? Are friends of future golf. Friends so, of future golf. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that. We'll make a code, Dylan Friends, and well, just thirty yeah. percent off for anyone that wow. comes through. Thirty so percent. Let's do it. Oh my god, it's extremely generous. Yeah. 
Awesome. Sure, you want to rethink that? Maybe just make it 10? Yeah, maybe. Like, no, no, like, no. If it gets ridiculous, Mate, we'll 30%, just like stop that. Is, that, is, no. <laughs> that is, that's actually legitness. Yeah. So anyone who wants to get into golf, awesome. please do make sure you check out um, futuregolf.com.au. Yep. And um, obviously on the Instagrams as well, Future Golf, we'll, we'll make sure we post it and have the link in the show notes yep. for that. But yeah, extremely generous, mate. Dylan Friends Code. Dylan Friends Code. We'll get it out there. Um, and stay tuned for the more greens, golf, future golf, golf day at the end of this year, oh, which is going to be good. That'll be fun. That'll be going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Really going to shoot the fucking lights out. Jack, yeah. you going to come? Absolutely. I'll, I'll be there. I'll yeah. give you, um, your, what did you say your handicap was? 22. 22. I'll give you another 30 shots and pants you again. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was the other day, they're like, Jack plays off scratch. I play off 22. He said he'd give me 30 shots. Yeah. He still beat me. Yeah, it was the worst. <laughs> he shot one under. Yeah, no. Jack, like, that's the best I've ever seen Jack play. Yeah. And I've, I've played with Jack a few times and he abs- he was perfect. So yeah. I think the new thing now is Jack just needs to go and get higher clubs. Yeah. And, 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 and play courses And play in Scotland. Yeah. No real warm up. And that's the that's the magic shot um, sauce there, man. That was amazing. Anything else we didn't catch you? Well, boys, that has been absolutely incredible. Um, I must say, I've been extremely grateful to, to spend the time with you guys. Love it. I think we're best friends for life. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's get let's get into the final day and see what happens. Let's do it. Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Guys, I just have to jump in here. This is recorded on our phone. We've just finished up. Cameron Smith has won the Open. My goodness gracious me. Um, Look, even I don't even know what to say, but like, even if you're not a golf fan, um, that was one of the most iconic pieces of like sporting um, history that you know of the modern era. It was unbelievable. Uh, Cam Smith was four shots behind yesterday. He shot eight under today to come and steal the win. Um, you know, I was sitting on the seventh. Like, we were, we were sitting on the seventeenth hole. Um, which for those golf lovers, like that was the hardest hole. You have to, it's a really, 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 really hard hole. It's where everyone comes undone. And um, yeah, I was sitting right behind him where he made par on that hole. After him coming through was Rory McIlroy, who shot this absolutely even better shot. It was right near the pin. um, And uh, and he'd missed that putt. And then going into the last, Rory again made birdie. Uh, it, it was just crazy. Like, as I said, it was four shots under. Anyway, besides the fact of that, it was it was just absolutely incredible. We'll definitely do a bit more of an extended wrap. Like I said, we're just out in the front of the media centre. It's been absolutely mayhem. I've never experienced anything like it. As soon as, um, you know, they came past on the 17th, everyone ran onto the golf course and just followed it in. There was, you know, over 200,000 people running around and, yeah, obviously Cam Smith taking it out and, and winning was super special. And um, it was, it's I honestly just can't, can't express like just gratitude had tears in my eyes it was it was one of the most rawest coolest things that I've, I've been a part of and, and just feeling incredibly incredibly blessed and then as soon as that went after it we um we're like fucking hell we're just on an absolute absolute high just running around ragged doing we, we didn't even know what we we're doing um we're so pumped and we have media accreditation and we ran into the into the um press conference and, you know, Cam was asking questions and everyone was asking him questions about um, golf. And I was like, you know what, fuck this. You're only here once. I'm going to ask him a question. Before this, he'd said that, you know, he wanted to fill the, his, his cup up with beers and see how many beers he could he could have. Um, so then when I went the best, the, in the press conference and, and sat there, my heart was genuine. At one stage, I genuinely thought I was, might have been having a heart attack. Like, I was, I was that nervous. I got the person, you know, Sam actually ushered the person over to give me the mic. I'm sitting there. It took, like, 10 minutes for them to pick me out. Um, and I'm sitting there. My heart was just beating at, like, 100 miles an hour. Like, I don't even know why. Like, it, it, well, obviously I do. It was on a world stage and people everywhere. The room was packed. And um, this is what I asked him. 
Yep. Uh, Cam Fiorzi's here, mate. Um, congratulations. Super proud of you. You sit outside, you can have a few beers tonight and fill the cup. Have you estimated how many beers it's going to take in there to, uh, to drink it all? I'm going to guess two. Yeah. Two cans of beer. How many more will you have after that? Uh, I'll probably have about 20 cans of beer. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm not sure, mate. Uh, to be honest, I'm really tired. It's been, it's been a long week, so um, I'd be surprised if I make it past 10 or 11 o'clock tonight. No, if you need me to drive you home, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> So he absolutely loved it. Um, it was unbelievable. As I said, um, we'll definitely wrap this day up again. But yeah, just, it's just, um, I don't know. It's crazy. I think if you listen to the pod a lot, I've spoken about how much I'm trying to be better at being present and being in the moment. And like, I felt like this has been nearly this past sort of four days the most in present that I've been. Um, and being overseas, being just grateful for being here. Um, and just, yeah, just being absolutely blessed and, and for, for everyone else that's been following the journey and sending messages and asking everything, I can't can't thank you all enough. Um, obviously, I didn't win the Open, so this is definitely not about me, but just on, on my behalf, um, it's been, yeah, it's been unreal. We'll definitely check in with a, with a bit more of a recap of everything. Um, but now, yeah, yeah, we'll shoot to an episode that we recorded this morning before we were actually heading in talking about our predictions. So I'm really hoping in this, I said Cam Smith would win. I think I said I want him to. I don't know if he could. To be honest, no one, I don't think many people thought he could He could come back from four shots behind and do it, but he did. And um, we're just, I don't even know, guys. Absolutely unbelievable, incredible moment. I hope you're all well back home. I'll be home soon. I want to give you all a hug and a kiss. And, um, yeah, thanks so much for all your love and support. Go Cam Smith. Thanks for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, that'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share with one of your friends, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to share feedback, suggest a guest, or advertise with one of our podcasts, then email hello at Thanks for tuning in. Ilyxx.